time for for Oli. She broke the word. Father, we thank you for your son. We thank you, God, for his faithful preparation, the time he spent with you in prayer and just hearing what's on your heart. Uh, thank you for him being a willing vessel this morning. Lord, I pray that you give him liberty and freedom to speak that which you have in his heart, that we might be encouraged, challenged, fed, and uh, whatever it is you want to do in our lives this morning. Father, we're hungry and longing to hear from you. So bless and do in Jesus' name. Amen.
his word was enough. His word was enough to create the whole world as we know it. And it's not a small world. And this great big God, he spoke to people, at least to other people, and we read about it. And not only did he speak to them, he gave them very specific instructions. Take Noah, for example. He didn't just tell Noah, build an ark. He gave him specific instructions. It's supposed to be this one, this one, this tall, and you use this material for this, and this one. And then Lord sent the animals to you. And to Moses, he told Moses even more specific the measurements of the tabernacle, the measurements of the its, uh, what you call the tent or whatever they had to pull up, the poles, how to make the poles. And I think I remember seeing that who supposed to make the poles or make some things. So it's amazing that he very specific instructions. But this is a long time ago, so uh, it's got different today than it was back then. Bible says in, in Psalm 119.89, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. In Psalm 100, uh, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. And Hebrews 38, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I think by looking at just these three verses, that uh, it doesn't matter how we feel, it doesn't matter how the world sees things, God is the same. Yes, He doesn't change. We may change, so we may wonder away with it, but He doesn't. Uh, last week, Kath told us about a song she had heard. Uh, it's a song I really like. Um, I do really like uh, country music, so much from uh, to my wife's dismay. But, uh, the song is called, it's, it's called Call, uh, Count Your Blessings. And uh, I recommend you look at the lyrics of the song. But I'm going to read to you the uh, verse 4, which is, uh, it goes like this, I'm not going to sing it now. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, God is all wrong. Count your many blessings, angels will attend, help and comfort give you to your journey set. And the chorus goes on, count your blessings in one by one. And uh, what I find about this is, um, is a simplicity. It's not about your status or where you are when you work with God. It's not, uh, it doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter at all, because it's, you can count your blessings. And there are more than that. I, for example, I can name a few. I woke up this morning with a roof over my head with a family I love and a family that loves me. I could have breakfast. I could walk to church. I could have driven if I wanted to. There are so many blessings. That is just to name a few. So, how great is your God? Can your God do everything? Or can he do everything but answer your prayers? Do you put God in a box that fits your ability and your understanding? I think we sometimes do that, just to try and understand them a little bit better. But do you know there is power in your prayer? You don't have to take my word for it. John 14, 13-14 says, Jesus says there, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Do you doubt that he can do it? Jesus was asked, he was, he, was, he was asked if he could, and his response was, if you can, everything is possible for one who believes. This is Mark 9, 23, if you want to do So back to my question, how great is your God? I want to give you a little uh, lesson in math and science. Maths, sorry, let's say you maths and science. The largest known star I have found is uh, called Uy Scuti, and it's about 5,219 light years away from Earth, which is far away. <laughs> uh, and its diameter is about 186,650 times the diameter of the Earth. Mm -hmm. But the Earth's circumference is about 40,000 kilometers, and this uh, this star circumference is uh, 7 billion. 465,994,941 kilometers. Yeah, I understood the last thing. <laughs> if a regular passenger airplane would fly around it, it would take almost 950 years if it could maintain a speed of 900 kilometers. That's how big it is. So, if you try to put things in perspective, if you, uh, if you look at the shard in London, which I'm not really familiar with, but it's a high building, it's over 300 meters high, which is quite high, then the Earth would be 1.6 millimeters in diameter. That's the uh, size difference of these two. So, we look at size. But you see the difference. When we look at the Earth, we find the Earth being big. But it's just like a grain of salt or something, compared to the US But our God created the heavens and the Earth. He created the Earth. He created this big star. And yet, these stars are like a grain of sand in His hand. That's how great this God is. And yet, this great God, this unthinkable, great and big God, He cares about you. He knows you by name. And not only that, He knew you before you were born, before you were made. He says in one time, He knew you before time. And He he loves you so much that he sent his only son to die for you too, just so he could have you in his presence. Have you thought about why he sent God, why God sent his earth? To say, live blameless life and die for our sins. It was just so you and I could have, uh, so you and I could be in his presence. That's how much he loves you. And it doesn't matter how big your problems are. What it is, God is big, and He can make your problems go away, or He can use them for good. Because kept for the before the beginning of time, it's in your DNA. It's just waiting for it to be awakened. I guess you know the story, the life story of a butterfly. How it goes from being this creepy crawly thingy to being this beautiful, like, soft, this really big, majestic, 
Everybody thinks. But you know that the butterfly has the same DNA as the caterpillar. Same DNA. So this the caterpillar creates a cocoon or whatever it's called, and then it crawls into it and it digests itself. It becomes a soup. And then something happens. And it turns into this beautiful butterfly. And this process is called metamorphosis. It's a Greek word that means transformation or change shape. It reminds me of 2 uh, Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Both has passed away, behold, and all things have become new. Is it possible we have missed something here? Hmm. Are we holding on to something that we shouldn't when we, uh, we see Jesus? Are we still holding on something from our old life? We need to let go and let God have His way in us so we can transform and be this new creation. He, just as He called us in, in, in 2 Timothy 1 9, He says, uh, Who, that is God, has saved us and called us for the Holy calling, not according to our works. But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. So there is a purpose for our lives. And you could say that this purpose lays dormant until we are reborn in Christ. Or, or we have an unused potential, or dare I say, we have unused DNA in us until we accept Jesus into our life. It's amazing. What does the caterpillar have to do to get them? It has to die and be beautifully reborn. Like Jesus said, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. We have to be willing to let go of our way of thinking and be transformed by Jesus and take up the kingdom way of thinking. So what is this kingdom way? How is the kingdom mindset? Well, look at Jesus. He, knowing who he was, where he was from, the king of kings, the lord of lords, he bowed down and washed his disciples' feet. Allow Jesus to wash your feet. And then he said, go on and turn sin. Just as I did. Allow him to wash away the past, the dust of the road, make him new, be transformed. Know who you are, where you're from. You are a son and a daughter of God, co heirs with Jesus Christ. So when you ask him into your life, and he truly receives him, he makes you new. The old things they pass away. And you can step into this new life, spread out your wings, and look what you find. And uh, well, like Jesus said in the job that I have confidence that they have life, and that they have it more abundantly. So, how great is your God? Back to the question. How can you comprehend this greatness? Do you, do you find it hard to understand sometimes how great it is? I do. Well, you're in good company. Read the Psalms. 
David walked with God. And, he, and we read in the Psalms where he praised God, and this great God, and that few verses later is like, God, where are you? He told me, why isn't things going? God wants us. He, he wants us to be in this person. He wants us to be honest. So, uh, if David praising God this words, and then the next was complaining to God this words, you can do the same thing. Praise Him as you are. Come as you are. Praise Him in your, in your, in your gladness and in your souls. So I, I know God is great. I know it, but I don't always understand it. Like when you're reading about the size of the stars and what yeah. like, is this? How can it be that his, the, the stars are like a grain of something in his hand? And, and yet, he, he wants this personal relationship with you. I don't get it. It's not easy, is it? So how does one accept it and receive it? Jesus said in Matthew 18.3, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted to become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And looking at that, I think, well, we can see that, that's my understanding of it. We have to be this. We have to look after our Father in heaven, like our children look at us. How does, how does a child look at you as a father? It looks at you as a dad, as a superhero. My dad can do everything. In the same way with us, we should be looking at our Father in heaven, because he is a real superhero. He really can do everything. So we don't have to understand. We don't have to understand the Lord, but we have to trust him. When I considered your patterns, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is my kind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for. That's from Psalm 8, 34. It came up on my, uh, my webblog this week and I'm like, oh, this is, this might be amazing. He, he does care about us. Oh, this is great big God. How can someone that great and that big that created all these big things see these little tiny details? Know about your life. He knows how many hairs are on your head. You know how, how we see people, how we see someone else, isn't always the same as someone else sees the same people. I want to share you a little story. My, my dad was a musician, a very good one. He was not, he was not one of the famous in Iceland, not, not as a pop star or anything, but he was very well known among the musicians because of his talent. <coughs> he had others, other great talents too, and, uh, and I learned a lot from him that which I'm grateful for. But the music talents, I only have a fraction of what he had. But when I was about 12 or 13, we moved to a, 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 a little village in the south of Iceland. And I, of course, started school there. And uh, in my class, uh, there were uh, three guys that formed a band. And uh, that area where we lived was uh, very known for music. And, and uh, one of the 
most known bands from between 65 to 75, great rock bands who came from that place. So music was a, a big part of that area. Anyway, one of the guys in this band, he comes up to me and he finds out who is my dad. And he said, well, you must be able to play a bass. Because your dad is one of the best bass players. I had never ever touched an instrument before. And I've never shown any interview. But he saw because therefore he must be able to. So that taught me and then I learned from mates. But they haven't been for that boy expecting me to know how to play the bass. Because of who I was, or who my dad was, I probably never, never started. So where I'm going with this is uh, when we accept Jesus and we call this new creation, we should expect to become more like our Father in heaven. And then I'm talking about this kind of characteristics. Sorry. People will look at you and you are from your, your identity is from heaven. I expect that you can. And God will give, give, give you a equipment. I was equipment to do this. So, dear friends, how our God is a great God. So, seek, seek God, draw close to Him, and He will draw close to you. There is no better place to be than to be in His presence. We have a relationship with God, this creator of heaven and earth. This great God who created the universe was so great that the stars are like a great of something And he wants to have you in his presence. I find that amazing. I find that amazing that he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. So if you are here today and you haven't heard about this Jesus I'm talking about your God, or if you have to accept the Jesus in your Lord and Savior, then I would encourage you to do so. To come forward now and go over afterwards and talk to the, some of the leaders of the church. But please do not leave this place without at least getting a little bit more, know a little bit more about this God. But lots of soul that is used mainly to pay the ultimate price. Yes, to have in this process. That was it for me today. Don't expect God because of how great he is that he can't see you. It says in the uh, uh, it says his, his heart is not to show, as I say, or his ear is not to hear. He does hear your prayers. And when Sheila shared with us last week, some of us have an answer to prayers. One of my favorite country songs is the quote, but it's my face. And uh, in that song, it talks about how we, we often wish for things that kind of self so we probably see things. But sometimes God doesn't answer, because He has something better in store. And uh, the song goes, Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Something you are going through today is something. For you to be able to help others people is to equip you. 
light bulbs. This great God, He sees the bigger picture of you. And He knows your talent. And He knows how to use that. And He knows how to use your weakness 